Are the expectations way too high? Where do we go from here? The only question, how long can it last? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Zero to One Hundred. I'm Zach DeSalvo, joined by my co-host Eric Padilla. We've got a guest on the show today, a returning guest who you might have heard last week during the grievances section. Alex Kurseni, Padilla, Kurseni, how you guys doing? Doing pretty good, man. I mean, it's good to have the boys back. I can't remember the last time we recorded. It feels like it's been a while. Yeah, first pod of 2021, I think. For us. Yeah, we we were going this year two of the podcast now here. So, you know, it's uh, it's a pretty big accomplishment, but uh, given everything that the way that this year has started, we're like, wow, this is, uh, we're in for another long year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy, what a turbulent start to 2021. I feel like everyone was, for some reason, thinking that 2021 would just be total lights on and off from 2020, but it seems like we kind of picked up right where we left off. I don't know if this was in my grievances. I I forget honestly. I was just on. I was just on another level, railing. You know, uh, lines of anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, airing the grievances, but, <laughs> but no. Uh, I, something that annoyed me so much at the end of this year is like 2020. Right? Am I right, guys? Like I hate 2020. 2021's our year. Like they're like blaming everything that's happening on like the year and the not calendar like, year. Yeah. Like yes, it's yeah, it's the 365 days, 66 days, that is what you need to blame. It feels like it happens every year. I swear. Uh, like I remember at, at the end of 2019, everyone was like, "2020 is about to be our year. Like, 2020 oh is going to be amazing. 2019 sucked. Like, this it's is like the same the shit every year. Same it reminds me year. of when girls go to Vegas and they post for in, on Instagram. Vegas isn't ready for us. I'm like, no, it most definitely is. <laughs> no, it's hey, more we, like you're not ready for Vegas. We used to say that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Cabo isn't ready for us. All right, everyone. Let's start off 2021 with the group chat. Hey, boys, I've got a text. Padilla, what do you got today for the group chat? All right. So for my group chat, um, this this news came out, I think it was like maybe like over a month ago now. Um, and it had to do with uh, Bronny James and <laughs> Larsa Pippen, I think. No. And so the group chat that I kind of want to be in is LeBron, his mom, and Bronny. I would love to be in that the group James chat. The James Gang group chat? Yeah, just trying to figure out, like, LeBron, well, his mom pitching him shit. Like, what are you doing talking to this lady? And then LeBron <laughs> probably, like, dapping him up. Just do you like, think oh, first, yeah. Do you think that their group chat name is actually James Gang? It has to be, right? <laughs> what else can it be? There's no way it's just, like, fam- like, LeBron family. It's James Gang for sure. Like, that whole story was just insane give a little overview for the listeners that may have missed uh, the Larissa Pippen and Bronny drama at the end of the year with all the other stuff going on. So I think it had to do something with like, was it her DMing him or him DMing her? And yeah, I think they found out he like liked a picture or something was how it started. Or so, something like weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like the Pope. It was something along those lines and people just blew it up. Like all this crap that like, oh shit, this girl is insane basically. 
and hitting on fucking high schoolers now and stuff. And then Bronny came out on, I think like Twitch or something when he was streaming saying that that's his best friend's mom and shit and all this stuff. I don't know what was going on, but it's, it's fucking insane. Damn. He's buddies with Scotty Pippen's kids. Cause well with his son, I think they played at the same high school. Oh, I could see that. It was, uh, yeah, I think they played at the same high school. Tough year for Scotty, man. I mean, his wife is doing all this crazy shit. 2020 starts off for him with just getting shit on in the last dance, basically. And then next thing you know, his wife is hooking up with players from the fucking Minnesota Timberwolves. That's got to be the worst part about it. Chrisenny, what do you got for the group chat? So my group chat is a bit of an interesting one, but it's one... You don't want to be in it because, you know, certain individuals uh, means you're hanging around. But to be a fly on the wall in this group chat, I I don't want to be part of it. I just want to get inside these DMs. And that is the cabinet of the office of the president (laughs) right now, because (laughs) I want to know what is being said. They got to have like a like the cabinet has to have like a separate group text. They're like like messaging each other, email, whatever they use. I don't know if they text. They're all kind of older people. But like, I want to know what's being said after the fallout of this just, how do I put uh, this week into uh, a couple of words? Uh, I I don't know. I I mean, what do you say? I like to picture Mike Pence penning like feather ink letters to Mike Pompeo in in, like the dead of night so that, no one ever finds out. Like I like to picture him not knowing how to use a phone. I don't know why. I just feel like he's. The, he's just it seems like they don't know anything about technology. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I, can't, I don't know. Like, um, was Mitch McConnell's wife is, uh, you know, resigned and then yeah. resigned. Uh, like, uh, but like, I just want to know, like, what, uh, like, is, is it just a bunch of smack talking at this point, where it's just like this dude's insane. Like he's gonna get us in jail. Uh, it's I don't gotta know. be right. It, it, like there's no way there's just no way that they're like saying all these kind things that they say in front of the camera behind closed bar do- doors do you think they're mad at the ones that are resigning too like have you mentioned the transportation lady and then also the secretary of education yeah uh, the devos. devos or whatever yeah so like when they leave do you think they're re- like do, do you think that they sent in their resignation by just like they just get the notification on their phone? Betsy DeVos left the chat or something like that. Like that's her way of saying she resigned. <laughs> well, apparently that's how like things have been working the last four years. Where like you know that's how the FBI director there got fired. He found out while he was on like CNN when he was over in Los Angeles at the <laughs> FBI offices there. So I guess I mean. But yeah, I don't, I don't. Do these people even like each other? Are they friends? Do they go out for drinks? Like, do they? What do they do? I feel like none of them are friends. They can't be. They're all. There's I no mean, way. they're all. They're all crazy. But I don't know. I feel like they're just the type of the type of team that's just going to turn on each other right away. Oh, most likely. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for the tell-all books here and the netflix shows yeah i was gonna say that like the documentaries are just gonna be insane because you know in like five years we're gonna get all these like video clips and whatnot like it, I, I wonder if it's kind of like like the last dance how they took all that footage that's what i'm thinking season. do you if, think if, like, the trump <laughs> team has this like treasure trove of like all these like they have videos to. and stuff that, that pictures videos uh testimony like if if that was a 10-part 
documentary on Michael Jordan. What do you think the last four years of this oh, is going to be? I feel like even just the <laughs> last like, part, the last two months could be a 10 part documentary. Like could. from go to like the week before the election, like start from episode one, the fly on Mike Pence's head and just go from there. <laughs> and you could have one of the most incredible documentaries of all time. I'd just like to point out real quick um, for everyone saying, oh, the voter fraud, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? If you rewind the tapes back to 2016, um, the same thing was being said by Trump that he wasn't going to accept it unless he won. So <laughs> I just like to remind everyone that's like, you know, well, maybe it was some fraud. No, no, no. This was always the plan. <laughs> so just a reminder for some people out there. That's funny you bring that one up, Chrisetti. My group chat is kind of similar, but it's kind of on the other side of um, of everything that's been going on. The group chat that I would have loved to have been in is just any of these social media like Slack channels with like the Twitter Jack Dorsey and other exec Slack channel. Like, what do you think that that twenty four hours like was like in between like? when the people stormed the Capitol up to when Trump got banned from Twitter permanently, like that had to have just been an absolute shit storm to be in the, inside of that group chat. Oh, that, yeah, I, I can only imagine. And I imagine they didn't mince words either, but like that, I mean, I assume they have like the lawyers in there too saying, Hey, right. can we do this? Well, I, it, it's gotta be. Yeah. Because like, I'm sure they've wanted to do it in the past, but they're like, yeah, nah, nah. and then like, you're like, Oh, Oh, they're trying to like, uh, you know, take, uh, I don't know what they're trying to do here, but yeah, they're trying to overthrow the Capitol, but. And then just even the, the aftermath too, like now these last couple of days, you have a lot of, you know, people speaking out and calling it censorship. Like even then, like, what are they, do you think that they are like sweating this decision or are they just like laughing about it? Like, are they, are, did they do this? No regrets. Or is there a part of them that's kind of like, eh, maybe we shouldn't have actually deleted him it's not like they're going to lose a whole lot of money because platforms like Twitter don't make as much, they, like they struggle to bring in income. Yeah. Um, and so it's not like, I, I mean, they're going to lose a lot of followers. They've been purging left and right. Um, so I, I don't know if like they're going to regret it. Cause like Parler's going to get shut down soon. Um, someone's going to make terroristic threats and the FBI is going to get involved and then the platform's going to get shut down. So like it, the writing's on the wall for that app and, and how that app will meet its demise. Well, I think Amazon already basically like canceled their server space for Parler. So they, I don't know <laughs> if they can even like operate at this point. What is Parler? I heard that and I don't actually know what it is. It's like Twitter. It's basically looks exactly like Twitter, but there's like no rules. Like you can, oh. you can say whatever you want and it's not going to get like, flagged for being false or hate speech or well kind of because like i've been following a few people that you know they're sort of on the liberal left-winning uh viewpoints but they say go on go on parlor and 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 say you know medicare for all and uh you know black lives matter and see how long you last on the site before they kick you off so it's not exactly this free speech space that is. Oh, uh, the site itself will boot them for it. <laughs> yeah, like people are, I guess, are getting booted for like saying like left leaning stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I know that the site was basically designed to be like a space for you know right leaning people to go voice their opinions that they felt like was getting you know censored and whatnot on Facebook and Twitter. So I guess that kind of 
adds up but <laughs> i mean it's only got eight million followers on there right now i mean to give you a perspective there's two billion facebook uh accounts so wow. they got a long way to go to get any kind of like real traction but you know it seems pretty dangerous <laughs> all right uh Padilla, you had another group chat didn't you yeah i do um mine is a group chat maybe even a facebook group um, of just some, I feel like these people that were that mobbed the Capitol had to be in some sort of group chat or something. I know they were basically saying Trump was the one that incited all this stuff, but I kind of feel like, how do you orchestrate all this and just be like, hey, let's go storm this fucking place and actually like follow through with it? Yeah. You, oh, you mean like the, so you're saying like a group chat between all the people that are like as they're yeah. making moves on the capital yeah so a lot of it is like the deep parts of the internet it's not as easily as successful as you think like some of these people that were violent and like had dark motivations like they're they're not posting it openly in a twitter uh feed or in a facebook group that's you know you can easily be taken down like they're 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 doing some of these websites that are you know some of the dark parts of the internet 4chan and all that stuff yeah i do remember reading something too that they were they were saying that like during this whole event basically that these people a lot of them were communicating through like through social media like twitter and facebook so they would like they had these big facebook groups people they're involved in and as they're like storming the capital they would try and go through one door and they like they wouldn't be able to get through there and then they'd go to the next one and get access and they would like post on the page and be like Hey, we got through the south facing door on, you know, Pennsylvania Avenue, like whatever street the Capitol's on, and like give people just post it on social media what access points they're getting through. It sounded like it was like well, kind did of you was that, use that. That that new congresswoman from Colorado that was like actively tweeting out Nancy Pelosi's whereabouts? No. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Is the that... congresswoman that gave Trump her Twitter login that then got shut down? No, it's the one that's like that, the one crazy lady that's like got the pro-gun like uh, video saying, I'm going to carry a gun on Capitol Hill, even though that's not allowed. <laughs> um, and uh, no, but she was like, she's tweeting like, oh, we're in the, uh, we're inside the, the chambers. And then like she tweeted out like Nancy Pelosi just got, just left as like the people were in the building and like. What the that, fuck? Yeah. Um, so there's got to be there's gonna be a lot of investigations here in the next year as there should be. But um, there, this was yeah, the biggest failure of security in terms of just like being out. Now, I mean, I, I think it was I was listening to Pod Save America um, this week and they were saying basically and I didn't think about this. This was as close to a State of the Union address as you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, everyone um, minus, minus the president, minus the president and the Supreme Court that basically everyone was there. And so for there to be this lack of security and yes, COVID played a part and maybe there was a, you know, arrogance of, Oh, this isn't going to be that big. Um, but uh, it's uh, this was, this was a failure on so many levels. I mean, and then we're in the post nine 11 era and you can just waltz into the Capitol like this, like, and also I'm sure we're going to, um, it needs to be talked about is like some of these videos, I'm sure there's context, but some of these videos are like, uh are these police just letting them in yeah there's been some pretty bad looks by police officers kind of like opening the gates and letting people kind of storm in or opening doors and whatnot it's definitely had some bad angles 
we almost needed a ice cube and exhibit to come in and help save the state of the union just like triple x2 i told you that our tanks waiting and i told you if we got wheels we can jack it welcome to the first tank jacking in history well what you, how, about, how about this you know that the the tables game what would you rather be at yeah ice cube uh <laughs> would you rather be uh nick cage national treasure stealing the, uh, kidnapping the president um would you or um uh, oh gosh uh gerard butler saving the president oh in, yeah or white what's the, what's the channing tatum one i think yeah. i'd want that one white house, house down is that down. yeah yeah. yeah so we <laughs> you just want Channing Tatum. Yeah, give me anything in the room with Channing Tatum and I'll take it. Or Nick Cage. Man, if I could get at a table with Channing Tatum and Nick Cage, that's a dream right there. All right, listeners. So at the start of the new year, we've got the segment today is what we want to do is we kind of want to go around and give you guys what we think are the best bets for 2021. Now, as you'll kind of find when you hear this, these don't necessarily need to be about sports. They can kind of be anything so these are the things that we here at zero to 100 feel very confident are going to happen in the year 2021 so i think i'm going to start off with Chriseni. Chriseni, what's one of your bets for 2021 zach you're not gonna not gonna enjoy this one because oh, no. I know you're, you're a hater um is it zion but, williamson related no 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 <laughs> i mean i'm not starting off with sports necessarily okay marvel is going to be all the way back and by the end of the year, one of their three films in the theaters will hit a billion dollars once again by the end of the year. Wow. That's, That's crazy. I literally had something similar to like a bet like that. Okay, Padilla, give yours because I have a related one too. And then maybe we'll discuss this. What's your, what's your Marvel bet, Padilla? My Marvel bet was basically the, like, I think there's like three or four movies that come out this year are all going to be hits. Like there's not going to be a single bad one. Wow. And you guys think they're going to be big theater things, right? Like movie theaters? Yeah, yeah. I think at least one of them, like Black Widow in May, like a lot of the theaters still going to be at half capacity, if not less. Um, but by the end of the year, I think one of them will be uh, good enough to get to a billion. Wow. Okay, so this this will be a good discussion because one of my 2021 bets is that 2021 will be the nail in the coffin for movie theaters. I think Ooh. that, yeah, I I don't know that I see movie theaters surviving, but you guys think they're going to make a big comeback. It sounds like, well, it was always going this direction, right? right? This just COVID just accelerated it. But I think what you're going to see is it's just blockbusters. Now that's all it is. I mean, how, how many times I still see tenant to this day, like eight months later, still being advertised on like all my social media feeds and on the TV and everything. And I'm like, damn, give it a rest guys. But like you're gonna see just nothing but the blockbusters in theaters. Oh, interesting. So, so you think they'll? But then, what do you do with like those big movie theaters? Because you're just gonna have like half of the wing of the building, like not even showing movies. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And well, do you guys have any kind of like Cinetopia or any yeah. of those like specialty kind of theaters? I think that's the future of cinema. It's going to be an experience. They want to draw you in. It's like, why do you go these living room style theaters, all these amenities that go with it? Like that's sort of like all the chairs that like recline back. Like they want to get you in and give you that experience. Food it's like going to a it's like going to a, 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 a sporting event live. It kind of actually sucks because you got to pay for parking. You got to get through all the crowds. You got to, you know, pay expensive tickets. You're in the nosebleeds, even if you try to get the cheapest tickets. 
And it's just like, it's a hassle at the end of the day, just to see like little ants running across the theater when, or field, when you can watch from home. Yeah. See, that's why I just think like between the COVID stuff, like I, I feel like, first of all, like people are going to be drastically less inclined to want to go sit in like an enclosed room with a bunch of people as is. And then I also feel like once I think like HBO was kind of the first one to announce that like all those, what is it like the DC movies are all going straight to HBO or something like that? Am I, yeah. 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 It's I just, I just feel ones. like once people can start getting like access to these movies at home, like I don't know why you would ever want to go to a theater. I mean, yeah, it's like the big screen and maybe the experience is cool, but like for me personally, I, I would gladly play, pay 20 bucks for a movie to rent at home when like that's even cheaper than a movie theater if you can not have to wait and you know go to the theater and sit in a room with a bunch of people where you could be getting sick and whatnot i don't know i just feel like they're gonna be donezo soon maybe maybe it's that's gonna be a time will tell kind of thing yeah 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 that was you made some great points there now i'm thinking about it too i'm just like oh crap well and you hear all this stuff too that like amazon is wanting to start like buying up all these movie theaters when they go bankrupt and using them for you know, distribution centers or things like that. So that's the other thing too, is like if these places don't survive and they get bought out and someone finds a better use for them, then who knows? God damn it, Bezos. Data centers, man. (laughs) I guess that's, yeah, what's going to become of malls when they go extinct soon? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. Like malls, I think is different because I think people still like the idea of like looking at something before they buy it, but even those, man, I mean, it's, it's just starting to, it's changing every year. COVID really did accelerate a lot of things though. Okay. Let's swing it over to Padilla. What do you got for a good 2021 bet? Let's see. Oh, I have uh, Harden will finish the season with the Rockets. I don't think he's going to get traded. Wow. This year. Interesting. I, I kind of feel like there's some momentum moving to that. It seems like the Harden talks have really slowed down. I mean, I feel like they've they've slowed down definitely. I mean, they're definitely still there, but I don't know. I've been watching some of their games and stuff, just like streaming their games, and they look good. I mean, John Wall looks nice. Uh, he compliments he compliments Harden pretty well, and Boogie is Boogie's Boogie. I mean, he's gonna give you a double double, and then Christian, your boy Christian Wood, he's been is killing ball it, in it, yeah. And Coach Silas just seems to have that team in a in a good place and i just feel like a couple more games to let them kind of get in sync i think they could do pretty good and i just feel like they'd probably just try it out and then probably ship hard in this off season well and their asking price is so high right now too right because there's so much time left on his contract so i think that's part of it also i mean the rockets are asking for way more than anyone can give and you it sounds like the heat have cooled down you've got like the key piece that Brooklyn was going to trade just got, you know, Torres ACL yeah. is out for the season. So they're kind of running out of options. Chris, Andy, I know you're excited to see what happens with Harden. What do you think about that bet? You know, it, <laughs> uh, it, it, it really comes down to like, who's got the assets and you know, what makes sense because you have to be like, all right, well, we can trade for him. Are we a contender? And the contenders don't really have the assets right now. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sorry, but Miami, I just like, Hang on to that talent, man. Like it's it's young, developing talent that's gonna get better every year. That it still has not hit their prime. I, I know disagree. they're having a rough go, but like also you gotta kind of throw away this NBA season. Like it's quickly devolving into um, chaos. 
And so I think hold on to that talent. If, if you've got a lot of young pieces that you're thinking about trading for Harden, who's this 30 year old guy who looks out of shape every other week. Um, you know, I mean, the guy comes straight out of the strip club and drops like 40 and 15 every night. It's insane. <laughs> but does he get the wins? Uh, I, I mean, he's getting some, like, does I don't, yeah. the wins? I mean, I feel like the Rockets have been, they've been one of the better teams in the West the past six years so yeah they're not winning rings but i think that's mostly because you know they're not getting through the greatest team of all time that like no one else could get through either so i feel like that's a big part of it too it kind of depends on who you have to go through sure that's interesting though i i i'm kind of there's a couple teams out there that i'm like you need to trade the kitchen sink for harden right now like the, even the heat like don't trade jimmy or bam but give anyone else to get him because Jimmy Bam and Harden is immediately the best team in the East and maybe like one of the could beat one of the teams in the West, I think. Okay. But maybe that'll be a cold take. <laughs> <laughs> we may never find out either. Who knows? That's a good one though, Padilla. All right, Christeni, what's another bet you have for 2021? So I'm going into the world of sports with this next bet. I'm gonna say Trevor Lawrence is going to stink as an Wow. I don't really? see good. I see the writing on the wall. A lot of touchdowns, no interceptions. Means that you're in a system with a lot of talent around you. You don't make a lot of dangerous throws. And at the next level, that doesn't translate well. Do you think part of it will be that he'd be going to the Jaguars or you you just think he's not going to translate in general? Um yeah, that's part of it, but also the then I mean the Jaguars aren't going to be doing him many favors because they got quite the job ahead of them. You can't just draft Trevor Lawrence and expect to be, you know, seven, eight, nine wins next year. Like that's not how it works. You've like purposely tanked your entire defense, sold them off for nothing really. And what you expect to win games all of a sudden with Trevor Lawrence, even though you're going to be giving up 35 a game, like, I don't know. Um, and plus, I just with him, I don't know. I just see I, he's been surrounded by the best talent for three years now, and and a pretty shitty conference too that he's playing yeah in a terrible conference. And so I I don't know, man. And there's sometimes where you're watching Trevor Lawrence like what? Like he makes great throws and great decisions, but then there's just a couple times where like I don't know, man. Are there any quarterbacks uh, that you're more confident about than Trevor Lawrence? Or do you, is there any in this class that you think, like, would you take fields over him? I'd take Zach Wilson over him. I feel like Zach Wilson is hype. I don't know, man. There's something like, if you are a Baker Mayfield believer, Zach Wilson should give you confidence. Yeah, I do like Baker, but I don't know. I just, I just feel like he's all hype. Like, I mean, they played coastal Carolina and he looked like complete shit. Yeah, I mean, if you think the the Tigers uh, play in a shitty conference, I don't know about BYU's being that much more. No, typically BYU does play some uh, big teams every year. This was the, the only year that they couldn't because no one was allowed to, you know, schedule out of conference games for the most part. Yeah, so they were forced to play a bunch of cupcakes. But the guy's been pretty solid. Um, Has he been good historically, or is it kind of like a yeah. one really good season? No, he's been like he's been a name. Like it's just okay. like this year that he really came on the national stage i think it's just because you know byu was the only west coast team and like people were looking for gambling incentives and so that's how Zach Wilson <laughs> got into the, the national stage 
And uh, because seriously, for like half the season, BYU was the only West Coast team and they're not even on the West Coast. They're in Utah. Yeah, that's true. So, um, I think that's a part of it. But no, I remember him like he started as a true freshman, which has only happened like a couple times at BYU. I mean, naturally, because, you know, um, none of them are true freshmen over there. But um, <laughs> the joke's going to take a second for some people. Uh, and but no, I, I, I think Zach Wilson, I'm kind of looking at him like, hmm. And I know people have been hyped about this, like North Dakota State quarterback. I'm like, I don't know. Trey Lance looks nice, though. Played one game this season. Is it a hot take if I think Zach Wilson's better looking than Trevor Lawrence? No. no. He's a good-looking kid. Zach good Wilson good name, so good smile. I like the Zach guy. Trevor Lawrence has the head of Squidward's house. Like, <laughs> he looks identical to that. Well, have you seen, like... <laughs> yeah, I guess I, Trevor Lawrence isn't necessarily a great-looking guy, but good flow. But, yeah, Zach Wilson, better-looking. I mean, then you see like the bod of Mac Jones and you're like, you're a quarterback. And have you seen like shirtless Mac Jones? I don't think I have. Go I ahead look, and like I don't do, that give up. that a quick uh, Google and you'd be like, what? How is that guy about to win a national title? Oh, wow. Yeah. Woof. God, he looks worse than Brady in the combine. <laughs> oh, no. Like, Is it that bad? It, it, maybe it's just one or two bad pictures of he's like smoking a cigar in this one the cigar yeah yeah god he just does not look nearly as good as joe burrow with a cigar. yeah that guy is that guy is thick <laughs> but wow, no I, I don't know like i feel like this quarterback class is gonna be a little overrated i think people are just not exactly sold on justin fields people are gonna try to talk themselves into it over the next three or four months but I don't know. Justin feels there's something about it that like some of the previous Ohio state quarterbacks, you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. They've had a couple of flame outs just even recently too. With, I mean, who's the guy that just got kicked off the Washington football team, but Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins. Cardell Jones before. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But that guy knew how to play some Madden against some dying kids. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, All right. That's a good one. Chris. I, I, I hope that one pans out for you. Um, I've got another one too that I'm going to stick in the sports realm as well, but guys, this might be a little more of a depressing take, but the Seattle hockey team, the Krakens coming next season. I think that their first hockey game will be at best limited capacity. What do you guys think? Really? Yeah. You, I, I don't know. Next I just, fall. yeah, you, I, I think that even by wow. next fall indoor sporting events, I'm just not sure about. See, that is a very interesting take um, because I remember at the beginning of this, we thought like, oh, like maybe we'll be able to see Coug football games this year. And then right. as time has gone on, it's evolved. It's not crazy, but I'm like, as soon as if the vaccine is it works, you should have everyone vaccinated by the end of the year. Right. And so you should normally be able to I mean, sports are going to be one of the last things that we do in a big right. crowd. But like, and it's in indoor sports too is the other thing. That's why, yeah. like, I think, I mean, next year, I think probably some fans at Seahawks games, but like, it sucks. I just, I'm, I'm skeptical about the, the crack and being and, able to have. And what's your fans. limited capacity? Like what percentage? Uh, maybe like 50. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of how that stuff works too. Cause like once, like once you're over 50% capacity, does it really make that much of a difference? Like, 
Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Like 75%, like every people in the three of every four seats, I don't think it makes a difference if you're worried about spread, but like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in in that arena, even if you do 50%, it just means like there's no one next to you, but then there's someone above you and below you. So you're breathing on and being and breathing on someone else. So I like, it's, yeah, there's a certain point where it doesn't really matter as much. Like, course right. like when you're packed in like sardines it's a little different that's an interesting take i don't because uh, I, I mean you look at like the nba i think they probably hoped that by the playoffs they'd have fans i i don't think that's gonna happen there's just no way that by april we have enough people vaccinated where they feel like they can safely do that no yeah I, it'll be interesting like say for mariners games like when can fans start returning because they're not going to be there come april 1st or 2nd yeah and Uh, seattle too it's another thing it's going to be partially city by city and i feel like seattle is going to be one of the the later places to allow fans in but who knows it's it's i know it's kind of a depressing take but i'm pretty skeptical (laughs) just with how everything's gone i mean if you think about it we're we're pretty much approaching we're what a month and a half away from a year in this quarantine work from home thing maybe this will kind of i'll blend this into my last bet of 2021 i think that the kind of return to work and return to the office. I don't think that will feel anything close to normal until the end of the year either. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I could definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 have you guys been a little like sort of deflated when watching sports? Because I was watching like some of these bowl games and other like big time games. And I'm like, I just can't get into it when there's just no crowd. It kind of depends. I, I do get what you mean. Like, it's it's it sometimes it's, the same feeling. Yeah, it's weird without seeing them. Like I think especially with like the NBA, not like seeing the fans right on the court side. So like, like with the NFL, you don't ever really see the fans in like the video when you're watching from home. But they do a good job of hiding that. Yeah. Yeah, but like but in the like NBA, watching, it's pretty impossible to. I'm watching that. the Fiesta Bowl in Iowa State and Oregon, and I'm like, okay, normally this is kind of just a terrible matchup in the first place, but I'm like an empty stadium out in arizona i'm like did they not have fans i thought they did like minimal oh which i feel is kind of worse almost because it's like yeah it's almost this depressing feeling of like oh no one wants to see us play it's like you know yeah whenever you watch like those day rare day mariners games and there's like 500 fans yeah (laughs) yeah and i'm sure they still have everything like on the loudspeaker so you can't even hear the fans anyways right they're still pumping crowd noise in there I don't know. That's kind of my thing though. Like if we, if we don't feel like by the end of the year that we'll even be back to like a normal feel of fully back into the office, then like, how are we going to be at indoor sporting events feeling at hundred percent capacity? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's going to be, it's tough. I feel like we got a long ways to go, but who knows? Anyone else have a more, uh, a more uplifting, <laughs> exciting 2021 bet. I think one of you had one uh. more. Yeah, I mean, mine's not very, mine's not uplifting at all. So this one's probably <laughs> oh, no. in the same trend as yours. But a good bet for 2021 is Damian Lillard will be traded this offseason. Whoa. That's, um, uh oh, Crescenti, what do you know? Uh oh. <laughs> I know some people that are not going to be happy with that. Hey, that's fine. <clears throat> I just feel like. Portland made some moves this offseason, made some of the best moves this offseason, and I just still don't think that's going to be enough to push them very far in the playoffs. 
And I mean, how much longer can Damian Lillard really keep doing this? And do you think he's going to force his way out or do you think, I don't know if he, I don't know if he forced, I don't think he forces it. I don't know if the team does either. I think it's going to be like something mutual, like what OKC did with Russell Westbrook Okay. and just kind of be like, I mean, cause what, what more can you really do to that team? Like, who are you going to be able to get in return to help, to help Lillard in Portland? Like if you get rid of CJ McCollum and all that. Yeah. Well, you have to get rid of McCollum too. If you're going to get rid of Lillard, like it's got to be complete blow off if you're going to do this. Oh yeah. Like and there's no way they, they, they get rid of Lillard and retain McCollum because what's the point of even pretending like you're competing, trying to compete in the West. Um. I mean, they got, they have a, it's a talented team. Like it's good enough to where they can maybe sneak into the Western conference finals again, if they get a good bracket and they oh, get for a- sure. Yeah. I mean, depending on how you lay in the bracket, I could totally see them getting there. Um, I, but like, he seems like he's been happy. I might be oh, wrong yeah, on that, but I mean, he seems super, he's super loyal. Like, I apparently mean, he, he really says- wants Draymond to come there. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the, like, why do you want, what's Draymond going to do? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, it is interesting because Lillard, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you guys remember this, but for like a couple of years, there were all these rumors that LA wanted Lillard and he just shot them down very publicly. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. So it would be weird at this point in his career. Like, where would he go? If you think he's getting traded, where do you think Pidia? if you could predict pick three teams? Uh, I like, I could honestly see, um, LA. Like, I mean, L.A. has been trying to get... Where are they going to get that cap space, though? Yeah, his contract is just insane. <laughs> That's true. You'd have, to um, wait till, you'd have to wait till LeBron leaves. It is the thing. Like, or, I mean, like, trade LeBron for him, but, like, that would... Trade LeBron. <laughs> trade LeBron for Lillard. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think he could get traded just because he's super loyal. I know he wants to be in Portland, but at the same time... What about the other L.A. team? hell that could work too yeah i mean i i could see it like he paul george him for paul george yeah and a couple uh assets yeah i mean that could be uh although man i'm just trying to think like i don't think if you're the clippers and because you probably can't just do straight up dame for paul george so what else are the clippers giving they don't really have any assets a first round draft pick for do they have any first rounders? I don't think they do. Okay, see, count them. Yeah, most of their picks are with other teams. I don't know. That's an interesting one. You know what? I have seen. Uh, I've seen a couple pictures of Lillard in a Heat jersey. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love playing next to Jimmy Lillard. Bam, Jimmy. That's not a bad starting lineup. Heat culture. He fits in. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds pretty delicious. <laughs> Are you going to tr- turn your back on Gorn? No, Gorn would come off the bench. Gorn also probably, I don't think he's got much more than I could see him being done after this season. Oh, really? Well, this will like be his last heat? big contract, but I, I oh. think like next year he'd be moving down to more of like a veter- veteran minimum. I mean, he, oh. he still is coming off the bench right now. Like he cannot be their starter for the whole season and play in the playoffs. He's just too old. 
I always forget he was on the Rockets at one point. He's been all over. Him and fucking Lowry's big old ass. Lowry was on the Rockets? <laughs> yeah. When? Wait, what? Kyle yeah, Lowry? I think, I think so, yeah. No. Didn't he come from Memphis? I don't think so. I think Hold he was on, on I'm the looking Rockets. it up. I, have I think he was on the Rockets with Drogic at the same time. Maybe not, but I think he was on the Rockets. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> he was. From what 2008 was to 2012. What? Wait, how old is this guy? He's 34 <laughs> this year. Dang. He is old, yeah. That's probably one of the bigger fish out there for this coming 2021 free agency. Oh, he's just uh, a fish? <laughs> yeah, he's not a whale anymore. He's not even That's how you know this free agency sucks. Yeah, they, they, it's been pretty dwindled down. Not even like a Norwal or a bigger... No kind of- dolphins. A lot of guppies. Not even like a tiger shark? Eh, maybe. Maybe a stingray. All right, listeners. So we just basically just finished off the wildcard games today. And we got our matchups for next week. Uh, what do you guys... What do you guys see in today's matchups? I think for the first thing we got to talk about for what happened this weekend is the Seahawks. Like, what <laughs> was that? I, that's just, there's a lot of pain in Seattle right now. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Like, I honestly, I thought they were going into this game. It was going to be a low scoring game, but I thought the Seahawks were going to be able to pull it off, especially once I found out that Jared Goff wasn't playing. Right. I was like, okay, this, I mean, this isn't going to be an easy win, but this shouldn't be that difficult. And they completely just shit the bed. Yeah. They certainly let uh, Chef Russell, Chef Borardi, (laughs) some ragu this weekend. (laughs) I I can't explain the the Seahawks because they, the fans were very critical of this team this year. And I'm like, because and it, you wouldn't guess that the record was twelve and four. That that's the, way- the weird thing. Like with yeah, exactly. Like they were a twelve and four team, and it just didn't look like that. And I know they got a couple wins that they they barely eked out. Like they should have lost to the Patriots there. Um, if the Patriots just make a just actually a good play at the one yard line um, at, at the, with the final play, um, I. I I don't know. Like the team, it feels like a a lot of people are calling for the team to almost get blown up. Like the way that people have turned on Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson overnight is like, Whoa. And like, I feel like there's some rumblings, but I, if I had to make another like bet or prediction here in the future, kind of feels like DK Metcalf is going to be that next prima Donna uh, receiver based on some of the yelling and some of the complaining and wanting the ball. And I'm like, Ooh, he's uber talented. And this, freak of nature athlete but i you kind of can see you're like hmm is he going to be that kind of terrell owens troublemaker we'll see you kind of wonder if like pete carroll is on the chopping block i mean i just i don't know how many more years this can keep happening for them where he is i mean i know he they just extended him i think this season but i don't know how much longer you can keep doing this i mean he whether he's like he's not really a play calling coach so he's putting these other coordinators in charge, but he's picking these guys to run the offense. So at some point it's got to come down on him. Like, I just feel like they've been so stale for the last couple of years and 
it's kind of amazing to see how good they look to start the season, like in the first half. And then the second half of the season, they just totally fell apart. Well, yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's crazy too, because um, like you said, Zach, like he definitely should be on the chopping block, even though they've been a very successful team in the last few years. But like you said, yeah, he's picking these offensive and defensive coordinators and they have the talent, but he's picking like the wrong people to actually run these, run these offenses. I, well, mainly the offense because their offense is usually good. Like their wide receiver duo with Lockett and Metcalf is amazing. Right. And it looks like absolute shit. Well, and it's like that division too. There's just so many good coaches. I mean, you've got like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. Um, what's the coach for the Cardinals? Even he, yeah. I mean, even he seems like he could kind of be on the come up. It's like, I don't know. That's it's that division is not getting easier. That's for sure. Chrisani, sorry. I know you're about to say something. No, no. I was just going to say, I mean, with the Seahawks, you see how fast you're, you can exit your window. Your prime. Yeah. Yeah. Because with Russell Wilson, he's like 34 years old. He's not young anymore. And he's not gonna be able to do this. You know, uh, he's not Mr. Unlimited. Like, (laughs) but uh he uh no i this is what happens the seahawks fans have to be kicking themselves because they should have more super bowls right now than just that one um they should have been going to the super bowl every single year they got and part of it's luck about who you draft and who you bring in but that defense was ungodly good during those like that three or four year stretch right it was so so good but the one thing that was always holding them back and fans will be like, why didn't you invest more is the offensive line. Yep. Russell Wilson was running for his life for the past eight, nine years, however long he's been in, this, in the league now. He has been running for his life in that backfield because the offensive line has not been able to protect him. They have not once made a serious investment in that offensive line. And you can kind of see like they just, they struck gold with some of these draft picks and some of these defensive players, and they just haven't been able to duplicate it. They've had some good talent. And they brought in, you know, uh, you know, Adams from the Jets there in the offseason. And that was great, but you, you need a lot more. And it's just not the Legion of Boom anymore. And then they all the all the Legion of Boom guys that are still there are aging. Um, you know, there's only a couple left there. I think Bobby Wagner and maybe a couple it, others. But yeah, it's you, this is what happens. You, you If I were to start a team, you have to invest in the offensive line if you want to actually win here. And the Seahawks were able to win those champion that win that championship and get to that Super Bowl the following year because of that defense. And the offense was pretty good too. But this is what happens. Yeah, back when they were underpaying Russ because he was on that rookie deal. I mean, that's a huge part of it too. But yeah, you're totally right. I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like they need they need a change and fast. Were there any other games that kind of surprised you guys this weekend? It felt like everything else for the most part was kind of what we probably expected was going to happen. I guess the Browns tonight was probably another big win that the Steelers are another team that you're just kind of like, like just like the Seahawks, they've got to really be kicking themselves for how great they looked for a lot of the season. And there was just a couple games. They couldn't pull it together. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I com- honestly, I thought that the Browns were going to come into this game and just get sh- completely shit on them not having their coach which was a huge reason for their success this season and uh the other coaches as well i didn't think that they were going to put up 28 points in the first quarter and literally hold the steelers to zero i was just like i did not expect that at all 
obviously the Steelers made a little bit of a run towards the very end, but yeah, really out of all the teams that won this week, the Browns looked probably the best. Yeah, that, that was maybe the surprise, but also the team that maybe looked the worst that was disappointing. And maybe it's just that they played against the hottest team right now is the Titans against the Ravens there. Uh, where was Derrick Henry today? And the Ravens, you're like, uh Oh, like, uh, are they going to be that team that runs through the AFC? Yeah. I mean, especially now that Lamar kind of has that first playoff win under his belt, you kind of wonder if he'll have a little momentum there. That, that that's the team that if I'm, you know, I think they played the bills, which that could be the game of the week next week. I, I'm, I'm, I'm also the bills did win, but it shouldn't have been that close. No, not at all. I don't know. I think the Colts were a pretty good team. I'm not surprised how close that one was. I mean, if you I, think about it too, like the, the bills kind of had that late drive fumble that, I mean, had that not happened and then they, you know, they get pushed back like 20 yards after they recover their own fumble. Like they were looking like they were about to score another touchdown and make it, you know, a double digit game. Yeah. And I mean, it could have also been just like, some jitters too. Cause I mean, what they yeah. haven't been in the playoffs in what 15 years or something like that. First playoff win for Josh Allen. Yeah. So like that could have been something to do with it, but the Colts offense is really not that great. And when you have a quarterback like Phillip rivers that just chucks up the ball and just hopes his receiver catches it, it's going to be really hard. It's good. Like I'm kind of looking ahead. And I'm just like, okay, the bills and the chiefs match up in the AFC uh, championship. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to carve up that defense. If Phillip Rivers could kind of do that, Mahomes is going to have a field day with them. That's true. I mean, but I think that, that that's the matchup I'm really helping for. Not just because I have money on the Bills to win the Super Bowl, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think like seeing those two quarterbacks go up against each other, I mean, the Bills defense is at least somewhat decent. So they should be able to kind of give Mahomes some trouble. And then, I mean, I think like, you know, Mahomes, the, Chiefs defense isn't really that great either. So you would think Josh yeah. Allen and Stephon Diggs and those boys should be able to really carve up the Chiefs as well. Are the Bucks the team to beat in the NFC? Like they're peaking at the right time. I don't know. Cause I mean, their defense is a little suspect, dude. Yeah. If you had this random, what was it? AFF or AAF quarterback just carve up their defense like that. Like, and they're playing the Saints too. I think, the, uh, yeah, just I just had that's their a number matchup. And the Saints really didn't look that great against uh, the Bears. But I mean, the Saints have looked great against the Bucks, and I don't know if the Bucks. I, I mean, I want the Bucks to win, but I don't honestly think that they will. I just think the Saints are going to be able to do what they did the last two times. Hard to beat a team three times in a row, though, in a season. That's true. Yeah, that's that's kind of the one thing they have going for them. I don't know though. I'm I'm kind of with Padilla here, and where I think that, like the the weakness of the Bucks is clearly the pass rush. So I think the Saints' defense is decent enough to give Tom Brady trouble. And then, like you said, like the Bucks' uh, secondary is just so bad. I mean, I think you know, assuming things are going well for the Saints, I feel like they're kind of going to carve those guys up. And I don't know. It's it's I don't tough. know. Some of the things I saw from the saints early on, like the bears, like got like three turnovers in the first half there and their just offense was incompetent. So they couldn't score. Yeah. Like, New Orleans wasn't looking exactly like this, you know, um, you know, polished team that you want to be in the playoffs. The bears are one of those defenses though, that just can make really good teams look 
Yeah, not that's good. true. Is why I'm a little skeptical. Although but this is also the postseason, and New Orleans typically doesn't play well this yeah, time. Yeah, that's tr- that's true. Although, hey, they haven't made it this far in a while, so you never know. I mean, is there anything to say about the Rams and the Packers? I mean, after what we saw with the Seahawks and the Rams this week, is Packers win this by 30, right? Well, I mean, I'm guessing Jared Goff is going to be their quarterback. So, I mean, if his hand feels a little bit better, they might have a chance. Because, yeah. I mean, that defense that defense was is pretty good. So, aren't they like the number one defense or something? Well, and is Aaron Donald going to play, I think, is the biggest oh. question mark. Oh, yeah, it, true. Because they were thinking that he might have like some broken ribs or something. So, I mean, if he's out, I think that, yeah, the Packers get carved up. But even their backup guys at that position are pretty good. No, yeah, if they, if they were a healthy team this year and Goff was, you know, pretty good, not even ha- – he didn't have to be great, just pretty good, um, they, they, they probably win that division. But because there was a part of the year where, you know, they were like, whoa, is this team going to, you know, win the division and go on to the NFC Championship game? But I don't know. It, but also Green Bay does this weird thing where it's just like, eh, like Aaron Rodgers, for as great as he is and all the love he gets with the sports media, he just takes these games off sometimes where he's like, eh, they, they totally are another team where you are just kind of like, are they actually, is the team we saw all season going to show up? I mean, they're kind of like the Saints in that sense where you just don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, that's where I think Tom Brady is so dangerous this time of year is like he elevates his teammates there. And there's a lot of, uh, there's quite a bit of playoff talent on that team. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't up know what their running back is Ronald Ronald Jones. Right. I think that's, he didn't like play the entire game. Did no, he? he was out. So that'll be interesting too. I mean, it's Fournette kind of filled in well, but once, I mean, the saints are a great defense, so it's, it, we'll see how that works for them. Maybe let's do a little predictions before we get off here. Um, let's start with the AFC. Who do you guys got Ravens versus bills and Browns versus chiefs. So I got, I think the Chiefs and the Browns game is going to be a good one, but I think I got the Chiefs winning that. And then I feel, I think the Bills are going to take that against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm I'm going to go with, I think Lamar Jackson is getting to be real scary. What I watched today, I'm going to go Baltimore and then I'm going to go Kansas city. All right. I'm going to go Kansas city and the Bills. Let's go on the other side. Packers, Rams, Saints, Bucks. What do you guys got? Oh, I got Green Bay for sure. I, Crescenti kind of convinced me. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Wow. Crescenti, you was doing the same? I'm going to go with the same. I, I don't see, I, I don't foresee it, you know, being flipped. All right. Well, I'm going to go, I'll go Packers and Saints. So we'll see what happens there. A, a torn, a house divided here on the pod today. You just went with like the chalk. You went with all the favorites there. Where's the, nah. where's, the where's the gambler in? Did you? I? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking at these spreads right now. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I'd. Man, the Chiefs are ten point favorites. I might, I might go Browns plus ten on that one. I don't know if they'll cover that. Uh, the, well, here's the thing. I feel like Kansas City could actually get the perfect season if they actually wanted it to. Like, there's times where that team looks so lazy, they're just going through the motions. If they want to beat you by 50, they can beat you by 50. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I yeah. mean, like, even those games that they played that were close, it was like the team gets a garbage time touchdown and then they just come down. and Maybe it's like a drug to them at this point. They just need to, like, feel the thrill of, like, being in a close game because they can't feel anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and no fans. They need that excitement to get them pumped up. That first that Kansas City Stadium. Yeah, they have fans. Oh, true. That's true. Not many, but well, yeah. probably more. Well, it'll be interesting. Like, what's the Super Bowl going to look like with like limited fans in the stadium? Even though Is it's Tampa going to limit fans. <laughs> uh, partially. If you've looked at Bucks games this year, it's kind of like I don't know. It's under fifty percent capacity, but not by much. Yeah. Huh. But like, it's just like the Super Bowl, the biggest event in the world every year outside of the uh, champions. Uh, what the, the NBA Finals. No, Champions League. <laughs> Champions League, yes. <laughs> the, the NBA Finals. <laughs> um, it's the biggest event in the world outside of that in Europe, and it's just going to look small. Yeah, it's going to be weird, that's for sure. All right, listeners, thanks again for joining. Hope you uh, had a great holidays. We're glad to be back and with you. Boys, anything to send the listeners out on as we start 2021? New year, man. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's just a new year. New year, same us. In the words of uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. <laughs> Is that the end of the quote? <laughs> yeah, that's the quote. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was going to keep going. <laughs> no, have you not seen Jurassic Park? It's been a while. What do you got? You got nowhere to go. Well, is this the new one or the old, like the original? Oh, it's the original one. Oh, Little, yeah. And I, I saw that when I was like 10 years old, and then it's been a while since then. Hold on to your butt. Get these old movies out of here. Give me the CGI. Wow. All right. See you, listeners. Later. Later.